is Express FM. Supported by Highbury College. We are passionately pumping. Begins look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated pumping. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see a full house and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is huge football club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing, so really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. Pompey's unbeaten run in all competitions extends to six. Hurst making the run down the left-hand side. He's onside, and Hurst is in behind, and it's a chance for George Hurst for Portsmouth. He squares it. Harness is in! Marcus Harness! Wickham nil, Portsmouth one. For star man, Marcus Harness with the only goal of the game at Adams Park as the Blues prevail with all three points. Head coach Danny Cowley dedicates Pompey's first away win since the opening day to the loud, proud, travelling faithful. As a football club, for our feeder, we haven't given them enough to get excited about or enough to be able to connect and be proud of. And I think all of those Portsmouth supporters will travel home really proud of the efforts of the players and we're certainly proud of them. Also tonight, we'll hear from the head coach of the Pompey women, Jay Sadler, following on from a big FA Cup victory on Sunday. I was really impressed with how we played today, um, our intensity throughout, from minute one to the last, it was consistent. You're listening to Express FM and we've got all of that and so much more to come between now and seven o'clock. A very good evening and a warm welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and a welcome to tonight's instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM, your home of pure and passionate Pompey discussion twice a week, every week. This season, we are pleased to once again be supported by Stagecoach Across the South, getting you across the coast with a minimum of fuss. Coming your way between now and 7 o'clock, I've got two Blues fans waiting to give us their verdict on Saturday's result at Adams Park. And with no game to preview tonight, we'll also be turning our attention to the Pompey women, who themselves recorded an impressive victory over the weekend. We would love to hear from you as well this evening from back home. Let us know your thoughts on Saturday, your man of the match and where you're listening in from as well. All the usual ways. It's at Express FM if you're on Twitter. 81400 on the text, starting your messages with the word Express. Pompey at expressfm.com is our email address. Or you can, of course, head over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. So the Blues were back in league action over the weekend, following back-to-back games in the FA Cup and EFL Trophy, respectively. They went into match day 17 at Adams Park off a back of five games unbeaten in all competitions, with the intention of making it six and sending a bit of a statement to the rest of the division. Our colleagues from BBC Radio Solon, Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham were on duty to cover all of the action right here on Pompey Live. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. Every second of the action is right here. Chilton scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He this is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. Welcome to a match that we didn't think was potentially going to take place today. Portsmouth haven't played either of the past two international breaks, but they are in action this afternoon after only having two call-ups themselves... And Wickham, after having three, electing to play the game underway. And the ball is immediately sent long, this time by Portsmouth. And Williams will nod it out of play next to Danny Cowley's dugout. So Wickham come forward in a dangerous leap. Got the ball down by the corner flag. Cross to come into the middle and Bass is quick off his line. And a deflected ball falls into his arms nicely. Wants to drop kick quickly forward. And Hurst has beaten Jacobson to the, air, uh, to the ball in the air. Curtis picks it up. Loses it, Hurst gets the second ball, driving down the right, only Curtis to aim for, Hurst in the middle, and Wickham get the block in, Hurst back to the edge of the area, to Thompson, to Curtis, back to goal, Swivel shoots, misses, still there, Harness over the bar, two great chances missed by Portsmouth, best of the game so far, 0-0. Picked up by Harness in the centre of midfield, he's wrestled by Thompson, and still he gets the ball and sends Curtis away for Portsmouth, down the left-hand side, to break into the penalty area, up against Stewart, wants to cut in field, in the area, and the referee has waved it away and the Cowley brothers are both fuming on the touchline 
The penalty's not been awarded. Thompson cannot believe it. Throw down the line, flicked on into the penalty area. Oh, Raggett's clumsy there. And this time the penalty will be given. Raggett committing a foul on Mametti, going for a 50-50 ball. And Raggett saying, I got my head to it. Referee not interested. And he's awarded Wickham a penalty kick. It's Jacobson against Bass. Pompey needing their backup goalkeeper. Jacobson steps up. Straight up Bass! And he grasped it to his stomach. Straight down the middle. Bass didn't move. Catches the ball. Penalty saved. Still nil nil. Thompson outside the box. Thompson working into the area. Chances for Wickham. Mametti saved by Bass. Loose the second ball. McCarthy over the stand. Out to the ground. Goal kick nil nil. Now Portsmouth have it. And can they break out? Hurst making a run down the left hand side. He's onside. And Hurst is in behind. And it's a chance for George Hurst for Portsmouth. He squares it. Harness is in. Marcus Harness. Selfless from George Hurst. Harness needed two bites of the cherry. But he celebrates in front of the Pompey fans. With 18 minutes to go. Wickham nil. Portsmouth won. And it's fully deserved. Cleared away. Final whistle goes. And Portsmouth have beaten Wickham Wanderers by a goal to nil. Every second of the action is right here. This is 93.7 Express FM. Pompey Live. That there was how the game on Saturday at Adams Park unfolded right here on Express FM. Pompey making it six without defeat thanks to Marcus Harness in the 73rd minute. Okay, elsewhere in League One this weekend, not as many games to report as usual due to the international break. At the Wham Stadium, leaders Plymouth continued their great run with a 4-1 win over Accrington Stanley. Charlton, they beat Burton Albion 1-0 away from home in a match which saw both sides end with just 10 men following red cards issued to Adadeji Oshilaja and uh, Jaden Stockley. Ipswich and Oxford played out a 0-0 draw in East Anglia. MK Dons were 4-1 victors at home to Cambridge and finally Sheffield Wednesday were held at home to Gillingham. 1-0 the scoreline at Hillsborough. Those results leave the League One table as follows. Plymouth remain top now with 36 points from 17 games. Wickham remain fourth despite defeat to, uh, to Pompey. But MK Dons move up to fifth and three points behind them. Oxford jump into the playoffs and into sixth after that point at Ipswich. The Blues, they are now tenth. So five places jumped for Pompey. who are now just five points behind the top six. Charlton have continued their move away from the drop zone. They're now up to 17th. And the bottom four is currently Shrewsbury, Fleetwood, Doncaster and Crewe. Well, enough from me, though. Let's see who has joined me here in the studio this evening. Well, it is only fitting that tonight on the 200th football hour that I've uh, been fortunate enough to host here on Express FM, uh, that I bring in the man who became my first ever guest back in October 2018. It is, of course... Eric Colborne. Eric, an absolute pleasure uh, of mine to have you back here with us this evening. Good evening, Jake. It's just fantastic to be here, and congratulations on 200 shows. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And alongside you tonight, Eric, uh, sports broadcast journalist Dean Adams is back to talk all things Pompey. Dean, as always, great to, uh, great to hear from you, mate. Hi, Jake. Good evening, and congratulations. 200, that's, that's a big number. Here's to 200 more. Here's to 200 more. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Uh, okay, let's 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 delve straight into Saturday then, Eric. Now, Pompey, six games unbeaten, four unbeaten in the league. Obviously, two of those matches coming in the FA Cup and the EFL Trophy. Quite the turnaround. Yes, it is, Jake. Uh, it, it's amazing. Um, actually, last time I was in the studio, we'd just beaten Sunderland four nil. So um, uh, it's a strange coincidence I'm in again just after another great win. But no, you're right. It, it's it's turning around. It's turning around nicely. Uh, I, I thought that was a fantastic win on, on, on Saturday. Um, and I, I know we always say it, but I do think the crowd does make that that difference. It's, it is that. You know, it's the 12th man. It was over a quarter of the gate was Pompey fans. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, 1,420 Pompey fans uh, in attendance and 6,000 overall at Wickham. So, yeah, pr pretty much a quarter. So, mm. yeah, um, Pompey fans making all of the noise. We'll hear from Danny Cowley a little later in the show. You heard in the, the intro to the show, Danny Cowley praising the, the Pompey supporters. And, and, and really, Eric, considering that was Pompey's first away win since the opening day of the season, you know, mm. we've gone to many, many places in that time, including that horrible 4-1 defeat to Rotherham. Mm. It's it just... 
that's the team giving something back to the fans after all of their effort and, and you know hard earned money spent in the last two or three months yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the, the, the fans really appreci appreciated that on Saturday. Uh, the Well, obviously, defensively, I thought we were fantastic. Um, Sean Raggett was was a mountain in the middle, uh, as always. I think he's been phenomenal this season. And Ogilvy, I thought, was, was also played really, really well in there. Uh, you know... It, and let's be fair about it, that's not an easy side to play against with that ball being lumped in the middle all the time. It, it's uh, it, it's not, not very pleasant for the centre-halves, to say the least. And uh, I, I thought they did a fantastic job. Uh, and, and as I say, the, the fans were very appreciative and, and the team were very appreciative to the fans at the end as well, obviously, as you could see. It, it, brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. And, and kind of cutting on to what Eric's just said there, Dean, about Wickham really not being an easy place to go for, for any side, particularly under uh, you know the guidance of uh, Gareth Ainsworth over the last what nine years now, uh, an incredible mm -hmm. amount of time he's been at the helm at Adams Park. But you won't see many sides going to Buckinghamshire and, and, and coming away with three points for season. No, they're having a good season, Wickham, and they're a good side. They're, they're obviously very direct. That's the way they play. That's the way they recruit their players. But We've, we've gone there in sort of mixed form, really. We've had a good run of the last few games, but we've gone there and pulled it out of the bag, and that's a great run. And you, you look, I'm just looking at the league table. You look at the top 11 teams from Bolton that are just below us and the top 11 teams. There's some big sides in there. The Wiggins, the Wickhams, the Oxfords, Sunderland, Sheffield United, uh, Sheffield Wednesdays, Ipswich. There's some big, big sides in there, and we've got to keep in touch with the. I, I think the automatic player, the automatic places are, are too much for us at the moment. But the playoffs, I think the last two spots, I think uh, Rotherham and Wickham will get in the playoffs. So I think the last two spots are up for grabs, and we're five points off though. So we need to keep plugging away. Do need to keep plugging away, indeed, Eric. Saturday, obviously, a much improved performance from Pompey's perspective, but. Not necessarily the perfect, you know, aesthetically pleasing performance in terms of a way that Pompey fans are, have been promised under Danny Cowley and the style of play that he wants to implement. We'll, we'll come on to that in a bit more detail in, in just a few moments. But what really impressed me, and I think what really impressed many Pompey fans on social media since Saturday, is the fact that it may not have been technically brilliant, but the team had to work hard. They dug very, very deep to get that win. And it's the hard work in Pompey's side that the fans have been really clinging on to in recent months it's not something we've mm. truly been treated to and I think that's where a lot of the frustrations come down to they ran their socks off on Saturday every single player on that pitch worked so so hard to get that result over the line and as a Pompey fan that's all you can ask for well, absolutely. I think every fan wants their side to give, you know, see them give 100%. Um, I mean, no player goes out there not to give 100%, but sometimes they get lost in the game and for whatever reason, they don't look great. But on, on Saturday, you could see everybody was working. It was a team performance. Yeah, OK, weren't playing all the silky great football that, you, you, you know, Danny wants to play. But, um, OK, we, we, what we did do was we dug in and we were in the muck and bullets, as they were saying, you know, and we got stuck in there and we dug out a result, which is what the fans want to see. Yeah, obviously you want to see great football and, you know, great goals and all this thing, but I'm afraid that, you know, Wickham, you're not going to see a lot of that. I don't know what you're talking about, Eric. It was a fantastic goal. Marcus uh, Harness, it was an absolute worldie. I mean, it almost missed it, but... Well, you won't talk about that. Yes, it was, it was the way he <laughs> controlled it first before he put it in the net, Jake, I think is what you're talking yeah. about there. But uh, uh, no, it was, um, as I say, good pieces of football are, were few and far yeah. between because it, it's very difficult to you know, play against that side. As Danny was saying, they, they you know, they press you and... and you know what they're going to do, but it's very difficult to stop that ball being, you know, as I say, lumped into the middle. Uh, and, um, you know, they've got some very big players. And, and they, uh, you know, they're an experienced team. They've been together for quite a long time. Yeah. 
That's the difference. And I think it comes on nicely to the next point, Dean. Whilst I you know, do sit here and say it wasn't the most pleasing of performances from Pompey's perspective, it wasn't the way that we know that the team can play and the way that the manager wants this side to play, whilst that may be true, another big credit to the squad following Saturday's performance was that whilst it you know, wasn't all of those things, they actually adapted to the conditions, they adapted to the way that Wickham set up, the way that Gareth Ainsworth sets up. They went to Adams Park and and really use that to their advantage. Sometimes you can't always play with your own game plan that you want to play with. When you come up against certain teams like Wickham on Saturday, you've got to adapt it a little bit. And Pompey, I think, mastered that. Yeah, we did. I think uh, when the Cowleys set up uh, at the start of the season and the end of last season, they wanted high-intensity, high-press football. Uh, I don't know if we've exactly recruited that way. That's sort of gone out the window a little bit. But the way we adapt to certain fixtures is brilliant. We adapted really well to that direct style on Saturday. And you look at other games. You look at the Sunderland game at home, which was a really tough game, and the conditions were awful. And we adapted brilliantly to that. So we do adapt well. And uh, we just, as I said earlier, we just got to keep plugging away and get these points and, and keep pushing on. Whilst, uh, as well, Dean, it may not be the, the, the final product that Pompey fans are seeing from this side at the moment, do you also think a lot no. of it comes down to the fact that, you know, OK, Danny and Nicky Carly, they, they, they've come in with the budget they, they have or have not been given at the club, this kind of contradicting statements to dictate whether it is a high budget or a low budget. We're not going to get into that in particular. But in terms of the, the team, the, the players they've got at their disposal, do you think they're also kind of adapting to the fact that this isn't, you know the set in stone team they want so they've also got to change the tactics a little bit to, to suit the players that they have got at their disposal even if it's not the way that they in the long run want to want to see the game played on the pitch yeah they i i like the cowleys we need to give them time uh we don't just make rash decisions based on this season. They, they need to be here for at least next season as well. Uh, recruit, more recruitment does need to be uh, does need to happen. We all know that. We've probably got on paper. We've probably got a good eleven. Is our subs bench good enough? I don't know. But then again, you look at the the game the other night that I went to the Crystal Palace under twenty one game. Oh, some of our fringe players I had me. Hurst came in. Uh, Michael Jacobs was back and was looking excellent. Those three in particular were brilliant. And yeah. some of the youngsters, the, the Jewett Whites, the is it Harry Hughes or Harvey Hughes? Harvey, Harvey Hughes. Yeah. But some of the some of these kids that came in were really impressive as well. So you look at our squad and on our day, if all those players are firing, it then becomes anger in a minute. When we haven't got a bad squad actually. Hurst was absolutely on fire against Crystal Palace under the 21s. Yes, it was only the under 21s, but you can only play who's put in front of you. Yeah. And he's repeated that performance on Saturday and looks great. So, all of a sudden, we've suddenly got plus one or two players coming back from injury. All of a sudden, we've got a little bit of competition for places. Alright then, Dean, thank you very much. I'll be back with yourself and Eric shortly, but not before a quick break here on Express FM. Why not use this chance back home to pick up your phone and get involved with the conversation? Text Express and your message to 81400, starting those with the word Express, like I say, at the start of those, otherwise it will not reach us. You can email Pompey at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or go over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We'll get Eric and Dean back into the conversation in part two and we'll also hear the post-match reaction of Blues boss Danny Cowley. Maybe they decide to play the game because they think that we're in a difficult moment with unavailability and injuries and they may think that we're going to come here and roll over and we didn't. We stood up, we showed a togetherness and a spirit and yeah, it was a really, really good performance. So stick around and join us for even more Blues discussion and reaction to Saturday's victory here on the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to Express FM. You join us for part two of tonight's Football Hour, which is brought to you by Stagecoach South. If you've just joined us, welcome. I'm accompanied this evening by Eric Colborne and Dean Adams. And so far, we've covered part of Pompey's 1-0 win over Wickham at the weekend. And we are continuing with our dive into that game right now and to be honest Dean we, we've barely scraped the barrel uh, with all of the talking points from from Saturday and the next 
point that I, I want to come on to is George Hurst, because you mentioned him briefly yeah. before we went to the break there about his performance against the Palace under-21s. Uh, really yeah. mirrored that on Saturday with the return to league action. And that'll do him the world of confidence. No goal on Saturday, but an integral part of the team. Got the assist to Marcus Harness as well. And to be honest, deserves to remain in the side on Saturday, regardless of John Marquis returning or not. Yeah, I think, to be honest, uh, last time I came on your show, I was very critical of George Hurst from what I've seen so far. And what I've seen, I've seen him play a few times for Leicester under 23s, and I have been very critical of him. But when I saw him against Crystal Palace under 21s, yes, like I said, it's you can only play what's put in front of you. George Hurst put in an absolute excellent performance as a number nine striker, and he's replicated that on Saturday. And as, as far as I'm concerned... If you've got the shirt and you've played well and you've put in that performance, you keep the shirt. I think it's a little bit different with goalkeeper situations when you're called up for international duty and you lose your place, etc. And that's another talking point in itself. But I think for me, George Hurst cannot be removed from that side after his last two performances. Yeah, and for a player of George Hurst's, Eric, start of the season, it's got to be said, like, like Dean said there a few weeks ago, very critical of George Hurst and the way that he started the campaign. Not too many league minutes, but in the, the games we've seen him in trophy matches and whatnot, not quite offering the kind of you know, performances that Blues fans would expect or you know, hope for mm. from, a, from a backup to John Marquis. But certainly now coming into the frame for goal against the Palace under-21s midweek last week and sealing Pompey's progression to the next rounds of competition that's clearly done his confidence for the world of good. Yes, absolutely. I mean, last Tuesday night was, was quite amazing um, to, to sort of turn that round. Uh, that was a, a very good performance, a very good performance. Everybody, again, worked. I thought our intensity was, was good on, 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 on that, uh, that particular game. The... We really moved the ball quickly, and uh, we we played some really nice stuff. And to be fair, he, George Hurst moved really well, and he was getting around the pitch, and he was causing all sorts of problems. And, and it's a confidence game, isn't it? Football, yeah. especially as a centre forward, it's so much a matter of that confidence. And as I think he said. I think he was probably trying too hard before yeah. that. You know, they're desperate to make that impression, uh, which you can understand. But no, as I say, that was that was excellent um, on the Tuesday. That obviously got him the starting place for the Saturday, um, and there might have been a few eyebrows raised that you know straight in. But no, he got in there, and uh, and as Dean said, there he's got the shirt. And he showed what he can do. So he's given the manager that problem to deal with. Yeah. An email here from Matt Wheatley, who says, Hi, Jake and the team. Uh, great show as always. Thank you, Matt. Uh, he continues to say, I've, I have to listen to your twice-weekly programmes on catch-up because of the time difference here, but I always manage to hear them all. Really appreciate your dedication to listening, Matt, uh, from uh, Canberra. He then goes on to say that regarding the match on Saturday, it was a welcome relief to see a Pompey side digging in and fighting hard for each other. I thought every player put in a shift and deserved to come away with all three points. If we can keep up this mental resilience and stop the silly mistakes, Stakes, we might just start creeping up the table and into a good position going into the second half of the season. The situation could be improved even further with some new additions in January, so let's all start being positive again. A big shout-out needs to be given to Hurst. I must admit I had my doubts about his abilities, but he's shown us what he's capable of in the previous two games. Hopefully he will get even better as, as his confidence grows. Also, what a dilemma for Danny Cowley, having to choose between Bazunu or Bass for our next fixture. Play at Pompey, Matt Wheatley in Canberra. Thank you ever so much for your email, Matt. And Dean, referenced right at the end of that email, Gavin mm. Bazunu or Alex Bass this weekend uh, against Wimbledon. Now, on the basis of Saturday's performance against Wickham, Alex Bass saving a penalty, albeit straight at him, still save a penalty, and three or four really quick thinking incredible saves towards the dying embers of that match to keep it at 1-0 throughout the entire game with some decent saves but particularly as the pressure mounted into injury time Alex Bass was just at the top of his game and really proved to Danny Cowley to the fans to everyone that he's still here he's still knocking about he's, he's not one to be forgotten 
Yeah, he's highly rated by the Cowleys and he's he's highly rated by a lot of other clubs and one or two Premier League clubs as well, I believe. Uh, he came for his crosses well against the direct side on Saturday. He's a good shot stopper. His kicking's pretty decent and he, he's a good keeper. The dilemma for Zunu, he's away on international duty, like I said. Usually, if you play well, you keep the shirt, but that's a bit unfair on Bazunu. Uh, but he's... I don't know, it's a difficult one. What would I do as Danny Cowley for the next game? I think because Gavin Bazunu lost his shirt because of international duty, I can imagine he would be recalled. That's my personal opinion. It's harsh on Gavin Bazunu if Alex Bass continues in gold on Saturday, Eric. But then it would also be unfair and pretty harsh on Alex Bass if Gavin Bazunu was to come back in and, and just take that place straight away. So can we play two goalkeepers or should we just chuck in Toby Stewart and just call it quits and, you know, none of them start? It's, it's, it is a huge dilemma, as, as Dean mentions there. Yes, it is. But as is always the case, the manager will mull it over, look at it and will make his judgment on a, on a footballing basis. Um, neither goalkeeper deserves you know to to be dropped if you like uh, whichever way you look at it um they both goalkeepers um are, have done tremendously well in the main this uh, season certainly uh, alex took his, his his chance on on um, on saturday brilliantly and and had a great game um but as i say these are the calls that the manager has to make, and these are the difficult decisions. What a nice dis- <laughs> problem to have, isn't it? Two oh, yeah. goalkeepers playing well. You know, that's 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 the sort of problem that a manager likes. And Danny will will obviously decide what to do. And um, as I say, let's hope whoever gets that shirt on Saturday has another clean sheet. And following Jake, on, oh, yeah, no, sorry, go on, Dean. Go on. Jake, what I would what I would say is, Wickham were obviously a very direct side. Our next mm. fixture is also against a very direct side, so I wouldn't be surprised if you kept the same team, the same formation, and the same players. Fair comment. Fair comment. Um, following on from Alex Bass's incredible performance at the weekend, I think we've we've got a contender actually for for Christmas number one this year, gents. Uh, Andrew Moon, actually. collaborating with Megan Trainer for this year's Christmas number one. Have a listen. I I think it can make it, you know. Because you know I'm all about that. About that. No trouble. I'm all about that. About that. No trouble. I'm all about that. About that. No trouble. I'm all about that. About that. Tell you what, lads. That was the most pointless and wasted 10 minutes of my life, but it was so, so <laughs> Has weird. Andy seen that, has he? Not yet, but I will be emailing it straight to him after the show. I literally put it together right before the show, so yeah. Waste of time, but yeah, I reckon it can go for number one. He'll love it. He'll love it, Jake. He will. He will. Uh, Dave Byrne on the email says, Hi, Jake. What a good win that was on Saturday, and we will take loads of positives from the performance too. And it's always good to taste the sour grapes that tend to be delivered from the opposing camp on days like that. Really pleased for both Alex Bass and George Hurst. I only listened to the commentary, but it sounded to me like George Hurst had a really positive impact on the team going forward. As for Alex Bass, he really did remind us uh, what a good young keeper he is. And it must be 50-50 now as to whether Gavin Bazunu comes back into the side. A proper man management decision for Danny. Let's build on this and not let Wimbledon halt our momentum. I think that's probably the, the critical factor now, Dean. Fantastic result for Pompey at the weekend. We're on a good run of form. We're up to 10th from the table. We're only five points off the play- playoffs, albeit a couple of sides above us having games in hand. We've got to keep that momentum going. And if you go and beat a side like Wickham in fourth at the time, still fourth, at Adams Park on their own turf, you've got to follow it up against a struggling Wimbledon side at home. Otherwise, all of that hard work just yeah. comes completely undone. Trouble is, we're talking about Portsmouth here. We can have one fantastic result one week, and then the next week it goes absolutely dire, and you never know what to expect. And I'm I'm 46 years old, and I've seen Portsmouth since I was what 10 years old. And one week it's great, and the next week it's not. So, but you look at our fixtures, Jake. I looked at our fixtures earlier, and we've got none of these teams scare me. We've got like Wimbledon next, then Lincoln, Gillingham, and then you go into December, and we've got like. Sheffield Wednesday at home, which is winnable. Morecambe, Wimbledon away again. Oxford at home. The only tough one between now and the end of the year, for me, is Plymouth away. So 
there's points there. If we're on form, there's points there that can be taken. And by the time we get to Christmas, well, we could be top. That's where we were last year, weren't we? <laughs> oh, don't say that, Dean. Don't say that. <laughs> top of Christmas. We all know how well that went last but no, time there's, out. There's, there's games between now <laughs> and the end of the year yeah. that, on paper, we can do well with and we can win. So there's points there up for grabs. On paper, certainly a, a, a good looking yeah, on set paper. of fixture, <laughs> fixtures, Eric. But you know, football's not played on paper. However, Dean does make a good point that this is a very good opportunity now for Pompey to capitalise on the, the current run of form, continue against the side that, like Dean said, we should be beating if we are you know, at least contenders for you know, top six, top seven, top eight of this table. These are still sides you want to be beating. It's mm. a good chance to keep that, keep that run going. Who knows, by top, maybe we by Christmas we might be top, or at least there or thereabouts. Yeah, strange, isn't it? I, I, Dean's saying there the difficult one was Plymouth. Um, I thought we were a better side than Plymouth when we played them at Fratton Park. Uh, let's be fair about it. It was only because of a couple of mistakes, individual mistakes, that... Uh, uh, got them that, a, a point. Uh, I thought they were lucky to leave with a point. Uh, it, it's strange, and they're top of the league. So it just goes to show uh, football can change. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason why certain teams will will, will do well or certain teams will, will do badly. Plymouth might be top at Christmas and still not get promoted, as we found out in the past. It, 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 it's about over the course of a season. Yeah. Do you know what, Dean? Plymouth have been top of the table, I swear. They've been top of every single table they've ever competed in every single October, November time. They've always been top at this time of year. They never stay there. Yeah, they're... They got relegated think... a couple of years ago and they were top at this, at this stage. Yeah, I think they've got a good manager. They've got a good a good team. The, they've got the, the front two uh, in the side that score goals. That's their main threat. Uh, they are top of the league, but I, I watched them against Sheffield Wednesday on TV last week, and I didn't think they were that great at all. And I think the game was nil-nil, but they weren't very exciting. There wasn't much of a threat there. So to see them top of the league is a bit of a surprise. I don't think they will stay there. I think the likes of Wigan have got a, Wigan have got a good squad, so they'll be up there. Uh, who's below Wigan? I can't remember who was below Wigan in the league table. Uh, but there's a couple of other big sides up there. I think... A couple of the playoff places are up for grabs with all the big clubs around us, and, it, and it's doable. And there's, there's winnable games, but uh, like Eric said, we Plymouth were no great shakes when they came down to us. We should have had uh, a victory over them, maybe. But it is Plymouth away. I'm not sure we're that great when we go down to Plymouth. You might you might put me right there, but uh, I don't know. There's there's definitely points up for grabs between now and the end of the year, but as we knew last year, Kenny Jackett's team were top of the table and we all know what happened then. You can put money on December 2019 being a draw between Pompey and Plymouth because that I'll is exactly that. what's happened every, or at least every time I've been there. I'm pretty sure we've, we've drawn every single time, certainly the last three or four visits to Home Park have ended yeah. draws. Just uh, referencing well, what you were saying earlier, Eric pointed out, Rov Rotherham of a side below Wigan oh, and the Rotherham, table. Yeah, yeah. Three they points look behind. The, they look the strongest team in the yeah. league at the moment, in my, in my eyes. I think probably looking at Wigan and Rotherham and maybe an outside shout, MK Dons. Yeah, they score goals. They've got, that Twine, who are the two goal scorers? Is it Waters and Twine that scored two apiece yeah. each for them in the weekend? And that they're they're two players. I know we were linked with Twine, but they're two players we should have. I don't know if we did go for them, but they're two players we should have gone for and should have had a club like Portsmouth as big as we are. We should be having players like that in our squad. Yeah. Okay, Eric Dean, stay right where you are. Do not run off. Uh, we're going to take a few minutes now to hear what the gaffer had to say after Saturday's win. He offered his thoughts to Max Swatton from the Pompey Media team straight after the final whistle. Danny, grit, determination, energy, intensity, that had it all, didn't it? Just sum up that performance. Yeah, I think you just did. Really proud of the players. I thought it was a, a real team effort. You have to respect Wickham. They are a team that have been together an awful long time. Gareth Ainsworth have done a brilliant job here. I thought they you know, have a real physicality and a real athleticism and a power about them. And you have to stand up. And listen, maybe they decide to play the game because they think that we're in a difficult moment with unavailability and injuries. And they may think that we're going to come here and roll over. And, and we didn't. We stood up. We showed a togetherness and a spirit. And yeah, it was a really, really good performance. Talking of performances, Alex Bass.
performance. What a show from him. Yeah, there was there was many good performances, but I'm so pleased for Alex. Not easy coming in, particularly in that position, off the back of not very much. And I just thought he showed all of his qualities. And when he was needed, obviously with a penalty, made a really good save. And then right at the death, made a super save as well. So um, terrific performance from him. But I thought there were some big performances all around the pitch, really. Connor and Rags, I thought, were brilliant at centre-half. There was so much early. I mean, Connor, for sure, his best game for the club. Sean Williams, just for a masterclass in playing as a six against a direct team, just positional play and use of the ball. And then the front three, Marcus, and then Ronan and, and George. You know, we wanted to be brave today. We obviously had some injury issues and some unavailability, so we changed the system to a diamond. We wanted to get two up the pitch because we know that they put a lot of balls in your box and then they like to recycle it, create sustained pressure and put it back in your box. And by keeping two up the pitch, you can get pressure on the ball all the time. And I thought they did that really well and we carried a huge threat, I thought, on the counter-attack and some of our attacking transition was really positive. Four changes from the Harrow game last week, one of them being George Hurst coming in for Marquis. What do you think of his show out there? Yeah, I thought George did great. I thought he ran really hard. I thought he got his body in. I thought he held it up, linked it. He stretched the pitch for us and, and did brilliant for the goal. The goal's a great goal for us because Ronan Curtis goes from centre forward on 70 yards back to left back to turn the ball over and that's where the attack started. And you know, When you're away from home, you have to defend well if you want to get attacking moments and that's how that attacking moment started and then from there I thought it was a really good move. And just a word on those away fans in, in the away end to our left over there. What a noise that was. It just doesn't feel like an away game, does it, when they're with us? And they've been brilliant away from home from the moment I've been at the club. And yeah, I'm just so pleased for them, really, because as a football club, before I've been there, we haven't given them enough to get excited about or enough to be able to connect and be proud of. And I think tonight, all of those Portsmouth supporters will travel home really proud of the efforts of the players. And we're certainly proud of them. And you have to try, human relationships and connection come over time. And you have to almost live games like this, both for the dressing room to come together, but also for there to create a connection between uh, the players and, and the supporters. And, you know, while it's only three points, it feels much more than that this evening. In the dressing room, you mentioned it there. What's the atmosphere like in there at the moment? Oh, yeah, they're really pleased. They're proud of themselves because they stood up. They stood up, they were counted, they competed. It's the first time we've won a game like that. It's the first time that we've won a game where we're about to really dig in and fight. We've won some games when we've played well and we've had a real good control and rhythm. Today, we showed fight, we showed resilience, we showed determination and, and a huge amount of courage. And I'm delighted for them and they're rightly pleased for themselves. For Blues, boss fair with Max Swatton on Saturday evening after his side made it six unbeaten with a 1-0 league win at Wickham. And just a, a final note on Saturday's victory for, for Pompey, Eric. Marcus Harness, uh, again, really showing Pompey fans his quality. And, and on his day, one of the best players on the pitch. Yes, I mean, uh, Marcus has that knack of finding the net as well in, in important moments. Um, and yes, he, he's he's so dangerous. He, I, I, from being on the the other side, if you like, I, I hear so many people say, "Cor, you know, you're so concerned when he gets the ball. Uh, he does, you know, he strikes fear in in the opposition, which is exactly what you want." Uh, yeah, he's a very very much a live wire, isn't he, for us and. Uh, Long may it continue, and let's hope he can score more goals. And uh, he, he's he's so capable of causing major problems in in the opposition's penalty area. Yeah, eight one four hundred is my number to text if you want to get involved between now and seven o'clock. Pompey fans, just over fifteen minutes to do so. At Express FM on Twitter, it's Pompey at expressfm.com on the emails, or you can visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. When we return after this break, we'll be turning our attention to the Pompey women and we'll hear from head coach Jay Sadler, who, despite his side recording a 13-0 win, was full of praise for the opponents in Sunday's FA Cup match. Credit to them. They're flying high in the sixth tier. They've come here I and mean, they've given us the best they can. And like I said, in spells, they were really good and they were dangerous. We had to stay on our guard. We didn't coast through the game at all. And we had to play at our top level. And what was really pleasing is I felt we maintained our top level throughout the whole game. You're listening to Express FM. Stay tuned for the third and final part of tonight's show. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is the Football Hour 93.7.
Express FM. Welcome back to the third and final part of tonight's edition of the Football Hour here on Express FM, which is driven to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Download the app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to plan your next journey. I'm joined this evening by Eric Colborn and Dean Adams, and we have already gone through just over 40 minutes of analysing Pompey's victory over Wickham on Saturday, as well as various bits and pieces in between too. But also, I'd also like to move ahead now and uh, change the topic of conversation to a few other things. First of all, we start with the Pompey women. Eric Colborn, absolutely thrilled to have you on the show, as always. But even more so this time around, after such a scoreline from the girls yesterday afternoon. 13, yes, 13 nil winners over Dorking in the first round of the FA Cup. What a result. Yes, it was a fantastic result. Uh, obviously, you know, you, you're quietly confident, but you don't want to get carried away because there's always an upset in the FA Cup and you don't want to beat the, the, at the end of a, a bad result. But, um, no, the, the team played really, really well. Um, and as you just heard Jay say there, they were at it for the, the complete 90 minutes and they played some great football, some fantastic finishing um, during the game. They really did take their chances. Uh, and to be fair to Dorking, they worked their socks off. Um, but obviously, uh, I'd say class told it, it was going to. I mean, you, you, you're, going to see, you're going to see a difference, obviously, when you're, you, you're playing a side three leagues below you. But even so, um, as Jay said, they, they, played some, they played some good stuff. It's just the fact that we were really at it and we really finished our chances there were some great goals in there some great goals and and we when we put it together my goodness we do play some great stuff how many different goal scorers were there on the score sheet then 13 goals i know a number of players scored hat tricks um yeah shannon aubrey got four wow. uh, she led the way um Cheryl cassell scored a hat trick Tamsin de Bunsen scored a hat trick. Um, I thought Tamsin's finishing was pretty pretty epic. Um, <laughs> she she can hit a ball from outside the box. Uh, she's got that ability to hit a ball. She had not a great back lift. Um, she, she seemed to hit the ball early. Uh, it's very difficult for the goalkeeper to to um, to judge that the, yeah. the, she's going to shoot. Um, uh, I know. People watch the game know what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, she scored a hat trick, as I say. Then um, Hayley Bridge, uh, Sammy Quayle, and Ava Rowbottom. Well, that was um, a free kick, and that's a fantastic free kick uh, to, to be able to take the ball and place it literally in the corner of the net, yeah. like she did, was um, was excellent. Uh, and um, yeah, that, but the whole team played well it, it, from back to front because the one thing that uh, the girls do is they do play some really good football on the floor and, and, and some of their passing movements are, are excellent. Yeah. And the uh, draw for the second round was made earlier today. It correct. was indeed, yes. And who have the Pompey women got in the second round? Oh, we're at home to Bournemouth which is going to be quite an entertaining game as uh, we have, I think, at least four or five of our ex-players playing for Bournemouth wow. at the moment. Um, so, uh, yes, that's in a fortnight's time. Um, that's on uh, Sunday the 28th uh, of um, November at Happen and Waterlooville. And uh, that will probably be a 2 p.m. kickoff yeah. uh, on the day. So yes, we're looking forward to that uh, because obviously we want to progress in the FA Cup as far as we can, and hopefully go through and pull one of the really big sides and hopefully get them at home and uh, and and show them uh, what we can do. Okay, then let's hear what the gaffer of the Pompey women had to say about yesterday's emphatic victory. Head coach Jay Sadler spoke to Max Swatton again after the match, first revealing his thoughts on his team's performance as well as the pride of being in the next round of the FA Cup. Yeah, really happy to be in the second round of the, of the FA Cup. That was ultimately the aim before the game. But I was really impressed with how we played today. Um, our intensity throughout, from minute one to the last, it was consistent. The way we utilised the football, we broke. As soon as we could break the first line of engagement, it was then just about creating spaces in and around their, their flat five. 
and then as soon as we got into the game we were able to make quick combinations I think the amount of chances we had was really positive um, but it was more the quality of the chance at any opportunity we could try and upgrade that quality and then to get the goals on top of it was really pleasing and I think the front three were fantastic Tam just linked um, the midfield foundations and, and, and Shirelle and Chan and for all of them to get a hat-trick each is superb something probably unheard of and then for the rest to be chipping in shows we've got goals in and amongst this team we can create opportunities and when giving them opportunities we've taken them is that the kind of attacking performance you've been crying out for in terms of the ratio of shots to goals yes um, it's something we've spoken about we, we need to finish with more conviction and have a little bit more composure in that, that top third um, today we, we had that I think last week a very measured performance against Hounslow um, and it didn't probably warrant it in, in more opportunities we should have taken um, but today we put them all in from Avis 25 yard free kick fantastic individual strike likewise I think Tam had two fantastic strikes from outside the box but then you also look at some of the goals I think one of Shirelle's in the second half there's about seven or eight fantastic passes we broke the line we played with intensity blindside run and we're able to slip it in the back of the net so we scored goals from all over set pieces as well scoring two as well so it's very promising to see the goals not only spread amongst the, the players but spread amongst the different ways of scoring so overall yeah really happy happy with the clean sheet Han made a big save early on I think there was a lapse in concentration they were able to, to find their way through um, she saved it and then we went up the other end and scored so um, she didn't have too much to do but when she was called upon she did her job likewise the back three but overall yeah really solid 13 goals you said the clean sheet as well it's not easy to keep your concentration when you've got not a lot to do so how pleased are you with the defensive display yeah and, and to be fair I think that'll probably do Dork in an injust I think they play really well at times um, some of their combinations their wide combinations and they have runners from deep they, they play they come with a box in the midfield of the park try to overload us and like I said some of their play and their runs in behind um, the way they pressed us at times it was good for us listen credit to them they're flying high in the, in the sixth tier they've come here I and mean, they've given us um, the best they can and um, like I said in spells they were really good and they were dangerous and we had to we had to stay on our guard we didn't coast through the game at all and we had to play at our top level and what was really pleasing is I felt we, we maintained our top level throughout the whole game um, which was something we've probably lacked in previous games we have probably dropped our level of intensity and our level of focus and today we didn't and unfortunately Dorkin were on the end of that and for us now we're happy and this now is a, a real good foundation to kind of kick on from now and we, we've set our standards high and we need to maintain them in the coming games Jay Sadlever speaking after Sunday's 13-0 victory over Dorking at the Draper Tools Community Stadium, a result which sees Pompey women comfortably into the second round of the FA Cup where they will face Bournemouth at home. Eric Colborne, just uh, to end the note on the Pompey women, women, fantastic result this weekend. Who have they got next? Well, next Sunday we're in the Hampshire Cup and that's away at Eversley and California, which is, I believe, somewhere north of Fleet. I'm not exactly certain precisely where it is, but it's somewhere up that way, at any rate. Um, and then, obviously, the following Sunday, as I say, we're home in the FA Cup to Bournemouth. We follow that the Sunday after that. We're away to Queen's Park Rangers uh, in the Plate Cup. And then on um, Sunday the 12th, uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be in the FA Cup third round because there's only two weeks between the actual um, ties. And uh, just to put a little taster or sweetener in the, uh, the pile, as they say, on Wednesday the 15th of December, we'll be at home to our dear friends down the road, Southampton, who are unbeaten this season. And um, for now unbeaten at this moment of time because we haven't played them Jake <laughs> exactly. you know. until will, the 15th uh, until the 15th of course I will point out their last defeat <laughs> uh, was against us in the Hampshire Cup final right. so uh, there we are and um, if uh, everybody keeps um, uh, listening as they say we'll have some very exciting news coming forward um, regarding uh, the women in the near future you can keep up to date with the Pompey women and everything that's going on there uh, on Twitter, at Pompey Women uh, on Twitter, if you want to keep up to date with the exciting news that Eric is teasing there. Uh, just a few more emails before we do leave you this evening. Stephen Jerome says, Good evening, guys. It was a good performance from Pompey on Saturday. Wickham are always a tough place to go to, so to come away with all three points was fantastic. We had to dig deep towards the end of the second half. They really piled some pressure on to try and get the equaliser, but we got the job done in the end. Hurst had a good game, and he and Harness linked up well for the goal. 
Hopefully now we've turned a corner and can go on a good run and start climbing the table. Finally, I must say a massive congratulations to the Pompey women for their fantastic big win in the FA Cup against Dorking yesterday afternoon. There were lots of good goals scored and all the girls deserve huge credit for what was a really good performance. Steve in Southie, thank you very much for your email, Stephen. Graham Wilkins says, good evening, gents. I'm so pleased that Wickham wanted the game to go ahead on Saturday. I think it probably backfired on them as they thought that uh, we'd be an easy win, especially without two of our regular starting lineup and our poor form away beforehand. Hurst again led the forward line well uh, and deserves his place ahead of Marquis even when he's fit. This win can only galvanise the Blues going forward and looking forward to the Wimbledon game on Saturday. Let's hope we can carry on winning. Graham Wilkins on the emails. Um, Dean Adams, just a quick one before we do leave this evening. Pompey on Friday evening. Right as we came off air here on the Footblower, released some exciting pictures of the uh, of the new north and south stand plans that are hopefully going to be completed by the summer of 2023. The north stand looks largely similar to what it does now, uh, barring a few uh, a few things that need tweaking. The south stand looks as though it's going to be one gigantic tier. Yeah, it all looks nice in the artistic drawings, doesn't it? Uh, to be honest, I didn't bother looking at it too much. I think my priority and when I'm looking at things at the moment is the team. Uh, the ground is great at the moment. I think we just spend money and keep it up to standard, so it's up to safety regulations, etc. I think more money needs to be thrown at the team, to be honest, and get us in the championship. And then we focus on other bits and pieces. But, yeah, it looks great in drawings, but we've seen a lot of images <laughs> and that before, haven't we? And things have happened or not happened, but I don't get too excited over this, to be honest. Fair enough. And uh, just a final bit of news before we do leave you this evening. Maidenhead United have uh, today confirmed that Jay Mingi will remain at the club until January. His short loan from Pompey has been extended until January. Well, unfortunately, that is just about all we've got time for tonight, Pompey fans. Thank you all ever so much for tuning in uh, to the show this evening. It's been great to have you join us, and I look forward to doing it all over again on Friday. I'll be joined alongside Sam Carter and Ryan Honey to look ahead to the visit of AFC Wimbledon to Fratton Park. And with no midweek match this week for the Blues, that game is Pompey's next, and you can catch all of the unmissable action live from PO4 here on Express FM from 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. Portsmouth have found a way yet again. This is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. A win in Wickham for Pompey last time out. George has for Portsmouth. He squares it. Harness is in! Marcus Harness scoring the only goal of the game as the Blues make it six unbeaten. Next up, the visit of AFC Wimbledon to Fratton Park. Join us for all of the unmissable action this Saturday from 2. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. We very much look forward to having you join us again for that one. Eric Colborne, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to come and chat to us tonight. It's been a pleasure, Jake, and congratulations on your double century. Thank you very much, and I also extend my thanks to Dean Adams. Pleasure to have you back on the show, my friend. Yeah, pleasure, mate, and congratulations again. Excellent. 200, another 200 to come, <laughs> yeah? Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, I'm sure it won't be long until we hear from both Eric and Dean again here on the Footblower. Thank you again to everyone who tuned in and got in touch via the text, tweets and the emails this evening. And cheers to Stagecoach South for their partnership with the show this season. If you missed any of the conversation tonight or just want to take a listen back to the show, be sure to keep a lookout on our social media platforms and our website, expressfm.com. Over the next half hour or so, I'll be uploading this evening's show as soon as we go off air. Don't forget, you can also download tonight's episode and previous episodes from both the Apple and Google podcast apps. Coming up tonight here on the station, we have Kevin Stokes with that 80s show from 9 through to 11 and the Express wind down from 11 into the early hours of Tuesday morning. But first, right after the news at 7, we are back with Jeff and Aid for this week's instalment of the Stoff Rock Show. They have got the latest from Star Jets, Kasabian and Jack White. Have a great week, Pompey fans. Thanks once again for your support of the show. And I'll see you again at the same time on Friday. Play up, Pompey, and good night. <laughs>